You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. It's fucked. Yeah, it is. The Wire. Ko James Ahu e fakarongo ano koki te wire marunga ninety five BFM. You're here on the wire with myself, James, and I've also got my producer Ollie with me as well on air. Hello. And, and we we just got a text in a we lovely did. text that said, "Yay BFM, thanks for making radio worth listening to in the world of bollocks and bullshit." Love Violet and Tane. Dedicated listeners for over 30 years. That's 60% of how long BFM's that been going around. That's and, a long time. And there is a lot of bollocks and bullshit to sort of wade through to... Definitely, yeah. definitely. Especially this week. We Yes, there's a lot of bollocks and bullshit this week, which leads us to the week that was. The week that was. So starting off on our domestic front, Labour has announced the makeup of what their new cabinet will look like whilst giving two ministerial positions outside of cabinet to the Greens. The two ministerial positions will go to the co-leaders with Marama Davidson picking up the new portfolio, the Prevention of Family and Sexual Violence, while James Shaw will continue as Climate Change Minister. To cabinet itself, Grant Robertson becomes the Deputy Prime Minister with Calvin Davis earlier ruling himself out but remaining as the party's Deputy Leader. Delvis, uh, Davis, sorry... Spelled that wrong. Uh, Davis will be in charge of corrections, taking over from Andrew Little, who picks up health. Chris Hipkins keeps education and a new portfolio COVID 19 recovery. Nanaya Mahuta becomes the first woman to hold the foreign affairs portfolio as well. Yeah, there's been a lot, a lot about that in the news, mm. especially overseas. Especially with the representation, there's been a lot of um, FE representation and focus on particular areas, especially with the MOCO. Yeah. Um, I think also, like it. Looking at our how cabinet is lining up, it's one of the, or if not the most diverse cabinet we've ever seen when it comes to sexuality, race, yeah, um, anything really. And I think that's great. Yeah, it honest. means that we should have hopefully a stronger a stronger parliament that really represents New Zealand better on a on a on a range of stances. Absolutely, I agree. And moving on from, oh, continuing on with that, uh, Kitty Allen gets conservation and the newly named Emergency Management Portfolio, or formerly known as Civil Defence, and one for Aucklanders to keep an eye on is Transport, which goes to Mount Roskill's Michael Wood, who was a big campaigner for light rail to the airport. So obviously there was a lot of issues with the coalition government, that getting uh, sort of stopped, but should be, you know... Yeah, going yeah, there's been, I'm pretty sure there was a business case that was put out by the NZTA mm. this week around light rail and the need for that. Yeah. Uh, now, if you did want a full list, jump, uh, a full list of the MPs, jump onto Labour's website because it is bloody long and you don't want me to read out every single one. So just sort of fair touching enough. on a few. Yeah, fair enough. To other issues, Naitahu is suing the Crown over its water rights. The Iwi says it's tried to engage with successive governments but has got nothing back, so had no other choice. Uh, so pretty much they are saying not enough is being done to fix the waterways in the South Island and we'll, and pretty much they're just saying we'll get it done. Um, very little cooperation on the freshwater reforms as well has happened, which exports actually, experts actually say don't go far enough anyway. So um, Naitahu just, you know, wants shit done, pretty much. As does everyone, really. I know, yeah. It's, it's always been a, a, well, it's been a contentious subject for a while now, our waterways, and especially um, with locals living off the water still with Ealing and even just swimming, you know, it's yeah. very important. Yeah, it's definitely been something that we've covered on BFM quite a bit, 
not only the impact that it has on say farming and the people using the waterways and what we're putting into our waterways but also everything that's living in those waterways I think that's something that's always forgotten when I've talked to other people about it they've always been about like oh I want to go swimming in the waterways but what about those who are already swimming in there the eels mm. yep. the freshwater fish uh, the the shellfish, uh, the birds who rely on that yeah. that ecosystem. There's so much that's dependent on making sure that we look after our waterways. Absolutely. And it also impacts our seas as well. I it mean, does. that's that's a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. Nice pun with the fish. Uh, should we move to international news? I think we should. Now, this has been, let's be honest, dominated by the US election and. Well, we'd love to bring you an update. There hasn't really been a lot. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of updates over the last two days, let's be honest. Um, we can, looking at the results, Georgia is getting closer. It's about 0.2% difference there, about 9,000 with 99% of the vote counted. Um, and a few more expected to come in. And the big one, Pennsylvania, that has been the talking point. That has closed to 75,000 different uh, with 89% of the vote counted. So that is getting a lot closer. I think uh, Donald Trump had about nearly a 700,000 um, vote lead in Pennsylvania. So that has almost vanished with 75. Um, and obviously 11% to go, that is a lot. Nevada um, continues to be a, quite a slow process. They have come out and said that it could even take the weekend for that to be counted up because only 76% has been counted so far. But as it stands, with a few people calling Arizona for Biden, uh, he really only needs one more state. Yeah, I, and I mean, I think it's also Alaska is waiting on their counting. But I read I'm pretty sure earlier today that they're waiting 18 days until after the election to actually announce their final results. They are, but Alaska already preliminarily with that 55%, it's 63% Trump. It's going to be Republican. It's going to be Republican. It's not probably going to matter. Um, meanwhile, in Oregon, uh, it's take, this state has taken a very progressive step in voting to decriminalise the possession of heroin, methamphetamine and other hard drugs. Instead of facing jail time, a person would have a choice of paying a $100 fine or going to an addiction recovery centre which would be funded by the millions of tax revenue from Oregon's legalised and regulated marijuana industry, something that New Zealand possibly could have benefited from. Uh, obviously we'll have the results from the referendum at two, but it is going to be... Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be, be a tough. Yeah, it, I think they need about seventy percent of the special votes to go the way of legalisation. Sixty-seven percent needs uh, to go for yes. Anything's possible. James. Just one vote over, yeah. and then it could go that way. Exactly. Or we could see the results that we've already got, mm. and it'll be really interesting to see where where things go forward. And I have no doubt that we'll be bringing you more content next week surrounding these final results, especially around some of the electorates, which are still hanging in the balance between whether they go forward or there's a change of MP mm -hmm. and then obviously the two referendums as well once they're in confirmation there will be more room for discussions to have around where where we could go forward yeah uh, also being voted on as the in America as the House of Representatives. Now, this is quite a strange story. While some Republicans are claiming votes from deceased people are being tallied, which sounds a bit like an episode from The Simpsons, a Republican in North Dakota has won his seat despite having died from COVID-19 in October. That's insane. That is insane. Um, so seeing as he it was too close to the election, they didn't put in a replacement, so people just voted for him anyway. Um, it will now force the Republican Party to fill um, his seat with a suitable and most likely living candidate to fill his spot. 
Uh, now, the election result is not the only thing the United States is grappling with. The self-described greatest nation in the world hit a new daily record high of COVID-19 cases today with 107,000. Meanwhile, England is currently under its second lockdown amid a sharp rise in cases with daily totals regularly hitting over 20,000. Uh, so they are going to be in a lockdown for four weeks uh, with non-essential shops and hospitality closed. Uh, obviously, with Christmas coming up, they want to you know, get ahead of it as best they can so that people aren't locked in uh, over Christmas, which is fair enough. Nobody wants to be locked in for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I think most of America would probably be snowed in anyway. So that's true. that could be that could be good. But then also Well, I mean that's that's America. England's got the lockdown, but America obviously, um, seeing as well they don't really have much leadership at the moment, um, they don't have lockdown yeah provisions. i think they've also got to worry about having the flu going around as well that's also going to be let's be honest america's got a lot to worry about they really do yeah so good luck to them uh moving on to poland poland's right-wing government has delayed a controversial bill that would see abortions available only in a life-threatening situation after the country's biggest protests protests since the fall of communism now poland already actually had some of the strictest abortion laws in europe and they wanted to further limit its accessibility um, but more than a hundred thousand people in warsaw uh, protested saying no this is just not good enough so it has been delayed but it could, still could go through, which is quite troubling. Yeah, Poland's are definitely a very interesting place, seeing as they voted in a very conservative party very just conservative. last year. Yep, just yep. last so it's year. a very new government, and they are putting in some quite a lot of restrictions. Ethiopia has announced a six-month state of emergency in the country's northern region of Tigray, following allegations the opposition local-led government attacked an army base and used fighter jets to bomb areas near the region's capital. Now, the government has accused the group Tigray People's Liberation Front of supporting a militia group, uh, which has been found responsible of the killing of 32 people this week. Uh, communications in the area have been shut down, and pretty much it is a very unnecessary war. Uh, what a lot of experts are saying. So, I think many people would say war in general is quite unnecessary. I think you so. might be right. Yeah, what is it good for? N absolutely nothing. Uh, moving on to Kosovo. Kosovo President Hazem Fachi has resigned to face charges of war crimes and crimes against humanity. Now, Fachi was a leader for Kosovo Liberation Army during the 90s, during the country's war for independence, uh, and he's resigned saying, I'm doing it to protect the integrity of the presidency of Kosovo. So he's going to actually face uh, those crimes in the Hague, in the Hague, if I say it correctly. Um, yeah, coming up. So quite a big move to step down and say, no, no, I'll, I'll answer for these crimes. Um, because, yeah, it was quite a messy situation in Kosovo and yeah yes it's generally a very messy messy situation anywhere in the world it no matter indeed. what the case is speaking about messy uh, situations we move on to climate because it wouldn't be the week that was if we didn't talk about the climate Russia has ruled out cutting the use of fossil fuels in the next few de a few decades um, so it's not going to unlike other countries it's not going to cut down its use uh, Russia actually intends to increase its gas production by 50% to 1 trillion cubic metres a year by 20 35. That is a lot. That is a lot uh, and definitely I guess going against the tide of where a lot of other nations are going and helping the environment and helping the planet so good on if you Russia. If only we could get them on board. I know yeah I, I'm sure I'm sure they're easily swayed the Russians. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, That's your news. That was the week that was. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.